Hello, this is Alicia Sam and welcome to South Connect. This is our weekly show where we round up the top news of the week from five southern states of India. Let's start with Karnataka. The Karnataka Legislative Council on Thursday, September the 15th passed the contentious Karnataka Protection of Right to Freedom of Religion Bill 2021, popularly known as the Anti-Conversion Bill. The bill was tabled by Home Minister Arga Janendra and after around seven hours of debating, the bill was passed by a voice vote. The bill aims to prohibit unlawful conversion from one religion to another by misinterpretation, force, undue influence, coercion, allurement or by any fraudulent means. Congress opposed the bill in the council saying that it goes against the fundamental of the constitution. The BJP defended the bill saying that it does not aim to stop people from changing their religion but it is aimed at stopping forcible conversions. Ahead of the voting, the Congress protested and staged a walkout and did not participate in the voice vote. The Bengaluru city last week faced one of the worst floods in years which raised questions over poor civic management and encroachment over storm water drains. After the flooding, BBMP identified several illegal structures that have come up on storm water drains and began the demolition exercise. Turn out the list of encroachments also includes some information technology, IT corridors and aerial roads. Bagmain, Tech Park, Wipro and Purva Paradise have encroached on the drains across various survey numbers of Mahadevpura zone which bore the brunt of the rain fury. Real estate firm RBD was another encroacher which occupied drains in Junasandra, Halanyakali and Dondakali as per the list along with Ecospace in Bilandur and Gopalan Group in Hudi and Bilandur. Other alleged encroachers are Ardarsha Columbia Asia Hospital, New Horizon College, Ardarsha Retreat, Episalon Devyashri, Prestige Salapuria and Nalapad. However, IT major Wipro stated on Wednesday that its campus on Dodakalini, locality of the society, has been constructed as per the sanction plan. Wipro abides by the law of every jurisdiction where it does business and adheres to the highest standards of integrity. The Wipro campus in Dodakali is as per the sanctioned plan. We have not received any notice from BBMP, the company stated. Move forward to Kerala. This week, the major talk point in Kerala was the dog menace. Across the state, dog biting incidents have led to panic among residents. For example, a video came to light from Kori Code where a teen riding his bicycle, possibly minding his own business, was attacked by a stray dog. The dog came running into him out of nowhere and attacked him. He fell from his cycle, but the dog keeps a strong hold over the boy's arm as it digs its teeth. Another video from Kerala showed elderly man walking kids to school with guns in hand to prevent any dog attack. The issue is so serious that the Kerala High Court directed the state government to ensure efficient and free medical assistance to victims of dog bites in government hospitals. The order comes two days after the High Court on Wednesday said that the government is obliged to protect citizens from dog attacks by identifying and contagious ferocious dogs. Meanwhile, Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan on Friday urged people not to resort to violent measures, adding that beating, poisoning and tying up Kenanis on the streets will not solve the problem. Indulging in such acts is unacceptable, he said. 
Vijayan's statement comes in the wake of reports of dogs being killed using poison and hanged in public in several parts of the state. As many as 21 deaths due to rabies were reported in the states as far this year, out of which 15 had not received the anti-rabies vaccine and the immunoglobin. This problem cannot be solved by killing the dogs. Registration of pet dogs will be made mandatory in the state. Once the vaccination of the domestic dog is completed, the respective panchayats will provide registration certificates within three days, Vijayan told reporters. He further noted that an intensive vaccination drive for stray dogs has already begun in most of the local government bodies in the state. Moving forward with next state, Tamil Nadu. Tamil Nadu was the first state in the country to launch midday scheme. Now it has another first. The state is the first to launch breakfast scheme. The breakfast scheme for government school students from class 1 to 5 was launched by Madurai by CMMK Stalin this week. He served and he had food with the children. Inaugurating the program, Stalin said the scheme would bring beneficial change in the lives of the poor people and build the initiative as one that would earn a place in history. Citing similar initiatives in the US and Europe, he said, several studies have concluded such breakfast programs led to improvement in learning skills and also their school attendance. The vision of iconic leaders Piraraya E.V. Ramasamy, C.N. Anandurai and M. Karunadi was that nothing, be it poverty or caste, should be an obstacle to access education, he said. Following in the footstep of such leaders, Stalin said, he experienced boundless joy when he is fulfilling their dreams. Later on on Friday, Stalin said that the scheme will remain in the golden pages of history and bring positive change in the lives of many people in an opinion piece for Hindu. The Madras High Court this week held YouTuber whistleblower Savukku Shankar guilty of contempt of court for his remark against the judiciary and sentenced him to six months in prison in the contempt case lodged against him. Justice G.R. Swaminathan of the Madurai bench of the Madras High Court had initiated Suomoto contempt proceeding against the YouTubers for his remark where he said that entire higher judiciary is riddled with corruption. Shankar asked for the court to suspend his sentence, but the court is believed to have denied his request. Section 389 of the Code of Criminal Procedure allows the suspension of a sentence if the convicted person is planning to appeal the court's decision. This is mostly allowed for those sentenced to jail for three years or less. The High Court, however, has turned down Shankar's appeal, saying that Shankar has not shown remorse for his remarks and that instead, he has said that he will continue to make remarks critical of the judiciary. Shankar appeared before the Madurai bench of the High Court and submitted to the bench that he stands by his statement that judiciary is riddled with corruption. Some of my comments may seem problematic when viewed in isolation, but the truth becomes clear when seen in context. It is not my intention to tarnish the dignity of the judiciary, he told to the court. Moving on to the next state, Andhra Pradesh. Veteran Telugu actor Upalati Krishnam Raju passed away at the age of 83 in the wee hours of Sunday. September the 11th, he is survived by his wife and three daughters. Actor Prabhas is his nephew, popularly known as the rebel star of Tollywood. Krishnam Raju had acted in more than 180 movies in a career spanning over five decades. Krishnam Raju acted in movies ranging from social, family, romantic and thriller movies to historical and mythological movies. His successful movies include Amara Deepam, Sita Ramalu, Kantala Rudaira and many more.
The actor's last on-screen outing was Prabha's starter, Radhesha. Andhra Pradesh Chief Minister Y.S. Jagan Mohan Reddy said building capital city Amravati would be like a dream chasing and it would take at least 100 years and involve an expenditure of Rs 30 lakh crore. Hence, he said the idea of creating three capitals for the state aimed at decentralization of administration. The Chief Minister also said cases under Section 420 IPC should be booked against those for cheating people through false hopes in the name of Amravati development. Winding up a short discussion in the State Legislative Assembly on decentralization administrative reforms, the CM noted that at current prices, a sum of Rs 1.05 lakh crore would be required for developing just the basic infrastructure like road, drains and power supply in Amravati. Moving on to the last and the next state, Telangana. Amid local media reports that the Enforcement Directorate had served notices to Telangana MLC Kavita Kalvakuntala, in connection with the alleged multi-crore Delhi liquor scam, the Telangana Rashtra Samiti leader on Friday, September 16th, denied receiving any such notice. The ED on Friday launched the fresh raids at about 40 locations across the country as part of an investigation into alleged irregularities in the now-scrapped Delhi excise policy, official sources told ETI. Kavita had earlier filed a defamation suit against two BJP leaders who alleged that she was involved in the scam. A Hyderabad court had issued notice to BJP MP Parvesh Varma and former MLA Manjinder Singh Sirsa in the case, prohibiting them from making any defamatory statements against Kavita. That's all for South Connect today. For more such political updates and South Connect updates, keep watching our channel HW News. Whatever your views are, do let us know in the comment section below. Take care of yourselves. Thank you.